The latest bank news didn't see much reaction from investors and the calm pushed the treasury yields higher yesterday and that somehow weighted on stock valuations. So with the stress levels uh, regarding banks starting to decrease and fingers crossed for no more quakes on that end, while well, investors are now turning their attention to the latest inflation data from around the world and they will be hopefully wondering what kind of tricks the central banks will put out of their heads to deal deal with it's all I mean all inflation and the bank stress so welcome this is Swiss Coats daily market talk So investor sentiment was better yesterday, especially regarding the banks, even though it was not a newless day for banks. In the US, for example, we heard that the US regulators are actually afraid that mistakes and legal gaps may have led to the Silicon Valley Bank's disaster this month. In France, Société Générale and BNP Paribas face more than a billion euro worth of collective fines for tax fraud and money laundering and back in the US again while well, JP Morgan comes under a spotlight for its ties to uh, the billionaire pedophile Epstein. So besides the Silicon Valley Bank's case, so the tax fraud or money laundering or Epstein's related drama are not the kind of news that actually worries investors much. No one is actually expected to run to JP Morgan, for example, and move their deposits because uh, JP Morgan had a pedophile as a client. So nobody is really worried about these news. So as a result, while well, Societe Générale lost just a small 1% yesterday on the potential fine, and well, BNP Paribas even closes the session 0.35% higher, just to say. And while well, Deutsche Bank in Germany, on the other hand, recovered another 2.5% yesterday and returned to the levels that it was trading before last Friday's so far unexplained sell-off in its share price after the bank announced that they would actually redeem a tier 2 subordinated bond earlier than previously planned. So it is now suspected that for Deutsche Bank, this last week's terrible sell-off may actually have simply and simply been triggered by just one and a single CDS trade on well, Deutsche Bank, which may have actually wrecked Havoc across markets because it is a fairly illiquid market where uh, the prices could move very, very fast just with one trade. And let's be honest, the nerves are a bit tense these days. So that could be one of the explanations for Deutsche Bank. So overall, the news are not brilliant, but they're okay. I mean, they're not too bad. And more importantly, the market's reaction to the fresh bank news looks fine. And that's all that matters for us, really. So as a result, with risk aversion a bit lower today and since yesterday and since the beginning of this week, while well, the U.S. Treasury sold off and the yields recovered, the German two-year yield is now back around the 2.60% level after falling to around 2% mark during the worst of the latest banking stress, while the U.S. two-year yield now settles above the 4% psychological mark and the S&P 500 and Nasdaq are actually now under the pressure of these rising sovereign yields, which means, in plain English, that if the banking stress wanes, the U.S. could 
and will go back to fighting inflation and that in return could mean another 25 base point hike from the Fed for example in its May meeting. So for now activity on Fed funds futures actually still points at no hike as base case scenario for the May meeting with around 60% chance assessed to a status quo but we know that the pricing in that and could change rapidly in case of a strong GDP update from the US, for example, on Thursday and or a disappointing PC read on Friday. So remember, in the absence of bank stress, well, the stronger the US economy and the stronger the economic data and the stickier the inflation data, well, the higher the chances of a hawkish Federal Reserve action. So that's why some of Mark's big, big names out there, like BlackRock, for example, think that the Federal Reserve will actually continue raising the interest rates despite the bank stress. I still believe that this banking crisis that went on over the past couple of weeks was one big event that caused the end of the interest rate hikes in the US without necessarily calling for a rate cut, mind you. But obviously, the time will tell and actually the speed with which the market digests the recent bank stress will uh, determine the next direction for the Fed and other central banks. It's still too early to tell. However, what's safe to say is if the Federal Reserve stops hiking the interest rates, it will certainly be because they will be sufficiently convinced that the credit conditions in the US are actually tightening as a result of the latest bank stress and that the Federal Reserve doesn't really need to add a layer on top of it, as said Jerome Powell at his latest press conference. So that's in all cases not necessarily a good news, mind you, for the stock appetite as the tighter credit conditions actually means a slowing economic growth and that means weaker earnings and perhaps a renewed sell-off in equities. So the S&P 500, which actually trended higher since the Silicon Valley bank collapsed due to the falling sovereign yields, is now sitting above its 200-day moving average, but but it could find it hard to drill above the 4,000 and 4,200 range unless the next earnings season comes with a positive surprise for the U.S. companies despite all the challenges. So we could actually see gains in the S&P 500 rapidly fade until that point if the US yields trend higher with the waning bank stress. But maybe not today because the mood in Asia was not too too bad this Wednesday. Alibaba, which actually jumped more than 14% in New York trading yesterday, actually boosted sentiment in Hong Kong trading as well. Investors seem to love the idea that the 220 billion US dollar worth of Alibaba would be split into six little Alibabas, which could then be individual units by themselves with the capacity to raise funds and explore IPO opportunities. Another stock that actually had a great, great session was AMC yesterday. Well, the shares gained as much as 21% in yesterday's trading session, and that was on news of a possible acquisition from Amazon. Now, why would Amazon ever buy a company like AMC with that massive debt and more importantly with this massively inflated market valuation due to the meme stock craze? Because let's be honest, I mean, AMC is overvalued compared to what it is. Well, Bloomberg says that Amazon is planning an ambitious slate of films. 
we will see that. I'm not convinced. In the FX markets, it could be time for the US dollar to actually post the sell-off and consider a potential rebound from the actual levels, a minor but still a rebound if the US yields actually recover a part of losses related to the recent bank stress. The latter could slow the euro dollar's positive momentum as well, but the euro is still expected to benefit from the European Central Bank's strong, strong determination to abate inflation in the eurozone and that despite the bank worries. From tomorrow this week, the most recent inflation figures from the eurozone for the month of March will start coming in and on Friday we will see the eurozone's March preliminary CPI and it will actually tell us whether that base effects magic will finally operate or not. Well, the eurozone's inflation is expected to fall from 8.5% to 7.1% from last March. So last March is the first full war month of last year. So that's the base effect magic. And soft inflation, if soft enough, could actually simply soften the European Central Bank expectations and get some bears to sell the euro. But keep in mind that the medium term target for the euro is a move above the 110 level. So that means that the medium term outlook is still positive. And speaking of inflation and forex, inflation in Australia fell more than expected in the month of February from 7.4 to 6.8% versus 7.1% expected and penciled in by analysts. The Aussie dollar fell on the back of a broadly stronger US dollar and that softer than expected CPI read that fueled actually the Dovish Reserve Bank of Australia rate expectations. In the UK, however, shop prices rose 8.9% this month. So that's a record high going back to 2005 when the data was first started to be collected and while well, grocery inflation in the UK hit a fresh high of 17.5%, so almost as bad as Turkey. And Ocado CEO said that the price pressures in the UK will actually continue defying Mr. Bailey's forecast that inflation will actually come down sharply in the UK sometime this year. We will see who between Ocado CEO and Bank of England Governor Mr. Bailey will be right regarding inflation in a couple of months from now. But for now, the latest inflation numbers from the United Kingdom don't help keeping inflation expectations at Bay. Sterling bulls are now looking at the year-to-day high levels in the cable and to 1.25 psychological mark as the next bullish target. But a potential recovery in the US dollar posterior to the bank says could actually build a solid wall of resistance at this level for cable. So this is all for today. I'm Ipek Özkardeşkaya and thank you for joining me and thank you for all your beautiful and your interesting and your supportive messages. I hope Hope this episode of Market Talk has been helpful and it has been insightful to you. So please do not hesitate to leave your comments, your reactions and your questions below as usual. And follow us on Instagram, on Twitter and on LinkedIn for regular market updates. And subscribe, of course, to our YouTube channel for daily market comments. I will meet you again tomorrow. And until then, good day trading. Oh,